Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of The Stoop right here on Blog Talk Radio. Before we introduce anything, got to thank our boys from Adrenaline for the most amazing intro song. It's from their album, Ignite Chapter One. I'm your host, Jonathan Raggis. Alongside me tonight, as always, is the shark, Jeff Perini. What's going on, brother? Everything's going on. Weather is beautiful today. Busy day. Good to be alive. Happy to be here, as always. Weather was beautiful, man, but were you behind closed doors all day? Because that would suck. I get it a little bit. Got a big window in front of me with a big garage door there. It's hard running in and out. <laughs> so you run in and out. <laughs> <laughs> I run in and out. You got to get that little taste of it, especially when uh, you, know, you sneak on Facebook and everybody's telling you how beautiful it is. You got to check it out for yourself. There you go. If nobody knows, Jeff works at a hamster wheel. So run in and out all day long. <laughs> That's an insult to a hamster wheel, my friend. It is, it is, man. But listen, man, we're <laughs> back, man. It's Monday night, and I've been stoked for this show for a while, man. Joining us tonight is going to be the kick-ass Jessica of the rock band Psyka. She was supposed to join us uh, at the beginning of February, but now she's going to be here at the end of February, basically finishing off our metal month here in February at the Stoop. Um, was has, has been a, a great month. We were joined by... Jennifer Lee Gottlieb from that metal show last week. Dan Gutschmidt, the lead singer of Adrenaline, which was a phenomenal show. And we got to play two tracks off their last album, uh, Facing a Crowd and Ignite. And it went over great, man. We uh, got some great feedback on our Facebook page. Got some emails about it. People love the new Adrenaline album. So uh, if, if the guys from Adrenaline listen, which I'm sure they are, you're kicking ass, man. Got to get Chapter 2 ready and get it out because we want it, man. And you got a fan in Jeff, man. Jeff, you enjoyed it, right? I loved it. What a great show and and great music, and I'm looking forward to more great music tonight. Loving these bands, man. This is the way to do it. It's outstanding. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, we're going to listen to Psyche's newest single called Shock Me. I've I've listened to it a bunch of times today. It's really, really good. I I really love this band. Um, You know, they got some dates. uh, They're going to be playing some uh, venues. Some in PA, some in New York, and we'll get to that a little later when we get to talk to Jessica from Psyka. Uh, but let's let's jump right into our top five list here on the stoop, and this is something we've been doing uh, for the last couple of weeks. And tonight, in honor of Jessica joining us, Jeff and I, we're going to do our top five metal and rock front women. We're going to run down our list. We're going to compare, see if we have um, anybody on the same, especially in the same slots. We've had two weeks in a row now where we've both had the number threes the same, but pretty much not really anybody else. So let's see what we can do tonight with our top five metal and rock frontman. And Jeff, you have the honors, man. I'll let you start it off. All right. Thank you, John. This one was, uh, was harder than I thought. Did a lot of research, uh, but I got I got some new stuff in there, some some newer women because I kind of like the new uh, new age and new sound. Uh, number five, I got the Jonathan Ragus tie. <laughs> that old fifth place tie thing. <laughs> uh, I went with um, Amy Lee. Okay. Um, who I love, and uh, also uh, still pretty new, but uh, the pretty reckless Taylor Momsen. Um, mm. I just love that girl, man. She's got a great look. She's got a great sound. I like that band. I think it's a band. That should stick around for a while. And she'll, as years go by, I think she'll be a name we'll be talking about for years. I like her stuff a lot. Absolutely. Uh, number four, I went with um, Lizzie Hale from Hailstorm. Oh, yeah. Um, here's a girl that I didn't even realize this until I'm doing the research. Since she was 14 years old, she's been involved with this band. And uh, her sound is um, it's strong. It carries the band where 
know, a lot of times it's all about the instruments, but her voice is, is the backbone. They're lost without her. Uh, number number three, the classic, uh, Lita Ford, of course. Um, guys our age grew up with Lita Ford and, and her music. Um, it's truly a kick-ass, metal-type, hard rock chick, and mm-hmm. I always love Lita Ford. Uh, the one and two are tough for me. Again, both uh, artists I grew up with. Number two is Debbie Harry, um, Blondie, uh, a little bit of punk, a little bit of pop, a little bit of rock. And uh, so many things that she kind of innovated, like the song Rapture. I mean, the first time you ever heard anybody really rapping in, in a song is just talking the lyrics. And uh, she was just so cool. She had the look, former Playboy girl and all. She just had a lot. Outstanding. And uh, number one for me made me want to be a music groupie, Joan Jett. Joan Jett with the leather and the Blackhawks and the guitar and, and uh, Black Hearts, rather, excuse me, not the Blackhawks, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. She was just dynamite, man. Everything about her was cool. Uh, when it came to music, she was it. I mean, where guys were running the show, she came in and, and took the charts over with her band. And uh, Joan Jett, that's number one for me. Very nice, very nice. And do you have any close runner-ups, man, that could have made the top five, which made it so hard because, as you said, man, this was hard, and I totally agree with that. I was on the fringe with uh, Ann Wilson of Heart. You know, you got to love Ann Wilson. She really is dynamite. Lacuna um, Coils, uh, Christina Scabia is one I've always liked. Uh, it turned out to be a lot harder than I thought. I started looking at female artists, and uh, there could have been more, but uh, I skinned it down, and uh, that's what I ended up with. All right, man. That, that, that's a great list. We actually have a couple the same, mostly in the five spot, and pretty much that's about it, man. Our top three cannot be any different. Except wow. for the fact that in our top three, both of us have a different member of the Runaways. So we'll get to that right now. Uh, so tied mm-hmm. fifth for me, um, Amy Lee and, Le- and Lizzie Hale of uh, Hailstorm and Amy Lee of Evanescence. Um, just just two voices I love. I love Lizzie Hale. I, I, I fell in love with her as soon as... As soon as Hailstorm started really taking over on the scene, I, I just think she's such a, a kick-ass girl, a kick-ass woman, and she's, like you said, man, she is the heart and soul of Hailstorm, man. If it wasn't for her, there would be no Hailstorm. And Amy Lee, man, that, that voice is just one of the most amazingly strong voices I've heard in a rock scene in so long. And the only reason why I have her so low is because of the women in front of her have just been around for so much longer, and I think they, uh, you, you know, just the the history uh, along with their groups are, are just so more important than Amy Lee and Evanescence. But number four uh, from the Runaways as well, Joan Jett, uh, you had her at your number one. She's a number four for yeah. me. Uh, iconic, uh, you know, vocalist, um, you know, a really great front woman, but the people I had in front of her just were better to me than Joan Jett. Number three from the Runaways as well, Cherie Curry. Um, what a Great voice, time. man. When, when when Cherry Bomb hit the scene, man, what a song. Cherry Bomb just kicked total, total ass, and Cherie Curry was, was a hottie just as much as well. That's, um, that's number incredible two, song. It really is, man. If you listen to yeah. it again, I mean, you know, that's a song you can listen to even to today, and it still yeah. just kicks so much ass, man. It's, it's, it's amazing. The Runaways... Absolutely phenomenal. Um, number two, Grace Slick, Jefferson Airplane. Wow. Uh, when, wow. when you talk about a powerful voice, uh, you know, a great front woman, uh, just beautiful. You know, she just was was pretty much uh, the essence of Jefferson Airplane and, uh, you know, still a voice that just rings out in your head, man. You know, you listen to White Rabbit. Wow. 
you know, just <clears throat> just it just really rings in. Number one, man, I told you, Ann Wilson Hart. To me, the best, or if not one of the best front women. Her voice is just it's strong. The range is phenomenal. You know, you, you, you she can go from singing Barracuda to um to just about any other song man that Hart did. You know, she went from fast hard stuff to slow ballads, and it, it just really, really. You know, just really spoke to me, man. Ann Wilson has always been one of my all-time favorites. So when we talked about doing this list, I automatically knew Ann Wilson was either going to be number one (laughs) or number two. And if she wasn't number one, probably Grace Slick would have been my number one as well. So that was a really close, close race there. And I had to really look at it. Who have I enjoyed more over their careers uh, who, whose music have I enjoyed more? And I have to say, you know, I, I, I went with Hard Over Jefferson Airplane. Uh, runners up, uh, another runaway, Lita Ford. Um, that 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 was tough for her not making my list. Um, I love Lita Shock. Ford. I've always loved Lita Ford. You knew that, and uh, yeah. it was hard not to make it. Taylor Momsen, the Pretty Reckless, like you said, they're going to be around for a long time. She just, she's got that voice, man, and she's got that image where you know. They're going to be around for a while. They're pretty reckless, and if they're not, it would be upsetting because uh, "Going to Hell" is one of my uh, favorite albums. Uh, pretty reckless, really cool stuff. Shirley Manson from Garbage, um, great, yeah. just just has one of those voices. You know what I'm saying? Just just has one of those voices that are so good. And uh, Gwen Stefani, but no doubt Gwen Stefani. I had to uh, put her in my runner-up list there. Um, just just always fell in love with not only her voice, but just the way she handled herself, uh, not only on stage, but throughout No Doubt's albums. So we really have nobody except for uh, Amy Lee um, in, in, the, in the five spot this week. Yeah. No number three, um, man. You had uh, Lita Ford and I had Cherie Curry, so it was the Battle of the Runaways. That's good stuff. Um, I lost Gwen Stefani because of the solo Gwen Stefani, the overly popish, force-fed stuff. Uh, if you went No Doubt, yeah, I could go with Gwen Stefani, but um, hey, amazing how different we are this week. It's incredible. Yeah, no, it is. You know, um, I guess I went a little bit more on the classic side up front than you did, but you know, you you you, you picked some good ones, man. You had some uh, you know good reasons why. And now that I'm thinking about, it, I was like, wow, I'm I'm shocked they weren't a little bit higher up on my list, but I'm I'm comfortable with my list. So. For a quick rundown, uh, for for Jeff this week, he had a tie in his fifth spot with Amy Lee of Evanescence and Taylor Momsen of The Pretty Reckless. Number four, Lizzie Hale from Hailstorm. Number three, the gorgeous, the awesome Lita Ford. Number two, Debbie Harry from Blondie. And number one, Joan Jett. For me, another tie this week in the fifth spot, Lizzie Hale of Hailstorm and Amy Lee of Evanescence. Number four, Joan Jett. Number three, Cherie Curry of The Runaways. Number two, and man, she was smoking hot man, back then, man. Grace Slick of Jefferson Airplane. She really was. She really yeah. was. Yeah, and number one, <laughs> Ann Wilson of Heart. It, it was it was it was amazing. I was I was looking at all of these women, um, you know, these these incredible vocalists, these incredible front women, and they're all they're all gorgeous, man. They really are. You know, Ann Wilson was you know was 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 beautiful many many years ago, and I, and and I still think she is. You know, she's just got that face that's always gonna be Ann Wilson. You know, and then you look at Grace Slick and Cherie Curry and Lita Ford and you know uh, all Lizzie Hale. I mean, they're all just they're all gorgeous, man. It's amazing, man, that all these beautiful women are gracing us, man, in in the land of rock. Thank God, man. Amen. Thank God. I love it. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> that's, that's the Lord. Yeah. 
We got one tonight. This uh, this Jessica, yeah, she's got the look too. Yeah, I like it. Oh, she like does, man. She's got the yeah. look. She's got the voice. Um, it's it's really going to be a fun, fun show when we have Jessica join us in uh, just a little bit and probably uh, within the next 10 minutes or so. Um, but before we do that, um, big thing with the Oscars last night. Uh, I'm just going to throw it out. I watched very little of it. I know you barely watched any of, a, any of it, um, but just looking through the news and whatever I watched last night, I thought Chris Rock did a good job. Um, I, I know a lot of people think he didn't do it or, like you said earlier, uh, uh, when we were talking personally, you know, too much with the racist stuff, which, you know, I kind of feel like he had to talk about it. Um, I don't think he dropped the ball on it. I think he did it in a very good way, um, which was pretty cool. He didn't point fingers at, you know, saying, oh, it's whites versus blacks. He's just saying, you know, you know, the blacks aren't being recognized a lot, which, you know, I can I, I can definitely see that. But I feel like also the Latinos, the Asians, they're not being recognized as well. So I wish people would start talking up a little bit more about other ethnicities other than just uh, African-Americans. But I did it. You know, I think he did a phenomenal job hosting. Love Chris Rock. Uh, but then the big news of the night, Leonardo DiCaprio finally wins an Oscar. And for me, what I think about that is, Finally, we get to not hear about Leonardo DiCaprio not winning an Oscar, and I'm really happy about that. <laughs> Almost like the, uh, it's kind of like the Susan Lucci daytime Emmy thing. I mean, put it to rest; it's over. Isn't We're it good now? We got it. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's you know, Leonardo DiCaprio has been in some very good movies. I'm not going to say I'm, I'm a big fan of his because I'm really not. Um, I, you know, Catch Me If You Can was a good movie. I love Gangs of New York, but um, I don't know. He always, he always feels the same to me. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it, he's, he's not a Tom Hanks actor. To me, Tom Hanks could do anything. Robin Williams could do anything. He's just one of those guys that always have that same vibe in his movies. And I, I don't know what the big deal about him not winning an Oscar was thinking like he's some kind of a legendary actor. I mean, that's just how I feel. I don't, I don't know what you think about it, Jeff, but I don't think he's all that great. Um, I think he's pretty good. I think he really delivered. He does a lot of um, autobiographical stuff or, or real life stuff. Uh, plays real life characters, um, mm-hmm. which is good. Um, my big surprise of the night, like I said, I'm not a big award show guy, but uh, Mad Max. Mad Max was bringing home some uh, some awards last night, kicking ass in a lot of categories. I was shocked to see that. Yeah, have you seen it? I have not seen it, and now I'm like dying to see it after all the hype I- you got last night. You know, it's like I'm I'm such a fan of the original. I hate watching remakes because I've been burned so many times between Fright Night and Total Recall, and then even hearing the news now that they're going to remake Mary Poppins with Emily Blunt, and, and they're going to oh. remake This Is Doubtfire with Jonah Hill. It's like, you know, I really don't want to watch remakes. And i got to say, man, I really don't like Shirley uh, Theron anymore. I really do not like her, and I, I don't – you know, I, listen, if, if it's on TV and I happen to catch it – I'll watch it, but it's not a movie I'm going to spend money on, even if it's a dollar fifty at Redbox. So, <laughs> you know, it's just how I feel. I feel like there's so many other movies. I, I would love to see that um, um, Spotlight with Mark Ruffalo and uh, I can't remember the girl's name now, Rachel McAdams or whatever, with the whole Boston right. Globe and the priest molestation. That that's actually from watching yeah. that a little bit more last night makes me want to see it a little bit more. Um, Danish Girl, you know, there's a, there's a couple of movies I wouldn't mind checking out, but once again, these are all movies. If they're on Netflix, if they're on Stars or HBO, or if they're on TV, I would probably check them out. I'm not going to go crazy, go looking for them. But that's just uh, me. yeah, I'm, I I kind of fell out of movies. I got a little um, 
got a little greedy. Doesn't fly too well with the fiance. But I got a little greedy. I like my uh, like my hero movies. I, I like my science fiction stuff. Um, so I've haven't really branched out that much. But there's a lot that I'm interested in after watching a little bit of the awards last night. Um, Mad Max is on there. A lot of people told me I should get out and see Creed, which I was surprised I haven't. Yeah, there's a lot Creed. of stuff I'd like to catch. Yeah, Creed, I definitely want to catch. I absolutely do want to see Creed. And you know, to, you know, talking about movies, I mean. We had that Disney anniversary, uh, 60th anniversary on ABC a couple of weeks ago, and uh, they showed the remakes of Jungle Book and Peach Dragon, and those are two other remakes that they're making, which Peach Dragon, actually, I wouldn't mind checking out. Uh, last night, they showed a trailer for uh, The Young Messiah. That actually uh, looks pretty cool. I wouldn't mind seeing that. So, you know, there's some movies, but I'm the same way. I'm spoiled. Man. I love my Marvel movies. I'll watch some Disney movies. If there's a decent action movie that looks good, like I'm looking forward to the new uh, Bourne uh, with with Matt Damon, that'll be really cool when that comes out. Um, but it's like there's certain movies I just don't want to see, and then when I finally see them, like I watched that Life of Pi, which everybody made such a big deal out of, I was bored to tears watching it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, brother. That's live on air, and we can't take that back, but I'm with you. It was, oh, lost me. It's, it's, it's amazing how these movies get the recognition that they get. You know, it's it it just it just boggles my mind, man. It blows me away. The life of Pi. I mean, that, that's you know, I heard the Grand Budapest Hotel was actually really good, so one day I'll check it out. I'm actually looking forward to you know seeing that eventually. But but that life of Pi, man. I, I watched it one day. My wife went out. I put it on because it was just on TV, and I'm sitting there. I watched it for about thirty thirty five minutes, and I said, I I just can't watch this anymore. Can't watch it. I think it. it's uh, I think it's time for us to do a. Uh little um stoop oscars thing and uh i i like that you know, i like good that stuff, you know uh, i like best, that a lot uh, you know best actors to like ben affleck as batman stuff like that you know <laughs> yeah i don't know about that man well, let's let's not go that far <laughs> ben affleck man it's uh let's see it first let's see the movie yeah. first yeah i don't know if you saw adam west he was on big bang theory a couple of weeks ago and he was they were talking about who their best batmans are and uh I got, I got, I got to go with Adam West, man. He put Val Kilmer up there really high, man. Love Val Kilmer as Batman. Wow. So. Yep. I'm a, I'm a Christian Bale guy. Love Bale. Love what he did with it. Yeah, he's another guy that does nothing for me, man. It's like every time I watch him, all I see is him dancing around and singing in Newsies. So, <laughs> really, really does nothing or, for me. Or dicing people up. Yeah, yeah, or dicing yeah. people up. There you go. But yeah, I like, yeah, you know yeah, what, man? The stoop, the stoop like Razzies. We should do as well. Some of the I worst like movies, worst remakes. I like that. I think that's something we need to do, and I think we need to bring a good guest on for that and have them join us. I think that would be a lot of fun. You uh, you mentioned today, like we were talking about the uh, top five females for our singers, and you said, imagine if we did top five hottest, and man, that, that that's a category. Yeah, you like that, right? Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, well, you, that would be taken. It's all day. It takes you. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Jeff has spoken. We'll be doing the uh, the top five uh, <laughs> hottest uh, front women in, in rock and metal one day. And I, I got to say, I'll probably stick with my top five already that I have. It's already a good looking list. Absolutely. Yeah. Except I'll probably have to move everybody up one and drop Ann Wilson down and probably move Taylor Momsen up there into my top five because I think she's hot. So but that's me. If you had a. Uh... No offense to uh, Ann Wilson, but I go Nancy Wilson long for Ann. Oh yeah, absolutely, oh, absolutely, absolutely. Wow. Not only is she an amazing guitarist, man, she's uh, you know she's good in the eyes as well. So 
But that's something we'll have to talk about in the near future. And then also, uh, you might be joining us for uh, a stoop Oscars. Well, I'm doing the quotations with my fingers like everybody can see it, but <laughs> we'll have to do uh, a stoop Oscars. But speaking of movies, um, we lost two more uh, people over the uh, the last week. Um, Tony Burton, a.k.a. Duke Evers from the Rocky franchise, passed away last week, man. And it's a damn shame he wasn't in the Creed movies. Don't know, uh, excuse me, the Creed movie, don't know if it's because he was sick. I don't know, um, or he just wasn't going to be in it. But it's a shame that, you know, he couldn't continue on with the whole Rocky franchise while it was going because that would have been just a whole lot of fun. Um, also, uh, we lost a, a, a legendary actor today. George Kennedy passed away at the age of 91. Um, you'll know him from Cool Hand Luke, Airport, the Naked Gun movies, me, I know him as Curly from the Sons of Katie Elders, along with John Wayne uh, and uh, Dean Martin. Phenomenal, phenomenal movie. and a, a phenomenal actor, man. I mean, he's been acting since the early 50s when he was uh, Sergeant Kenny on the Phil Silver show. So he's been around a long, long time, man. Long, long life. Um, so rest in peace to both Tony Burton and George Kennedy. So uh, damn shame. Yeah, really is. George Kennedy did it well. He did the, uh, the straight guy and then the... Later on, he did the comedy guy. He played everything really well. Really good actor. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, uh, you know, we keep talking about all these uh, actors and actresses uh, passing away, and it just seems to just keep going in 2016, and hopefully it stops real soon because we're losing so many greats, man. Um, you know, and 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 two more greats, and Tony Burton, who was also a former football player, and uh, George Kennedy. So, uh, yeah, uh, please stop. Please stop. Stop, stop taking all these great people from us. All right, so let's get into a little rock. Let's get into a little bit of metal. We're going to be joined um, by our guest right now, and uh, joining us right now is Jessica from Psych. What's going on, Jessica? Hey, how's it going? We're doing good. Thanks for joining us tonight. We really appreciate it, and we finally got you on, so we're excited about it. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, in a little while after uh, you know we're done talking to Jessica, we're going to play um, Sega's newest single, Shock Me. Uh, really looking forward to that. We've been listening to it a lot here. We we, we absolutely love it. So first question I'll just throw okay. it out to you right now. Um, Shock Me's out. It's roaming around various radio circuits. Uh, it's all over YouTube. What has the feedback been from the fans of Psyka as well as of uh, you know from people who didn't know who Psyka was before after you guys released Shock Me? Uh, the feedback's been excellent. We actually we released the record back in July, and it was a major, major step up for us just creatively, um, just coming from, like, where we came from and then making this record the way we did. It was very apparent to our fans, like, the, the big leap that we made. So uh, it's, it's gotten really excellent feedback. That's great. Yeah, we, we love it here. We've been... Uh right actually pre-show we were just blasting it so uh it's 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 really an amazing song you have a really phenomenal vo- voice we were just talking about our top five uh female uh you know front women um in rock and metal and uh jeff just threw it out there and said you know you know just like jessica coming on the show she's got one of those voices where you can just see it just skyrocketing and, and you know she could be one of the greats one day you just have that presence and it it, it really shows and shocked me so uh you know, it's a great single okay. for our listeners. Yeah, you know, check it out on YouTube. It's 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 such a great thing. Um, your your background is in musical theater and classical. How did you get into rock? How did you get to be who you are right now? <laughs> it's a 
Yeah, it's been a long journey. I mean, I started singing when I was very young. I was six when I started, like, professional lessons. I knew. I knew when I was young. I was like, I'm going to be a singer. I knew. And uh, I started taking piano, classical piano, uh, jazz a bit, too, when I was about 11. And I got really heavy into musical theater. So my, my background, I came from always wanting a show. It was all about the show all the time, the singing, the dancing, the acting. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, when I was very young, also, uh, my my dad, he, I was brought up on on a lot of Sabbath, on a lot of Zeppelin, you know, like all the all the greats, and so that was also that was also like in my roots, in my blood. Before I even, I didn't really even know it, you know, until mm-hmm. I like until I got a bit older and I started going to more concerts and stuff, and and. Uh, so there was a point, though, I was like, a, I was an early teenager, and there's a point where I was like, I had this thought, I was like, no, I don't I don't want to do this theater thing anymore, like, I don't know, I was like, I, I need to be doing my, I, instead of putting my time to everybody else's show, I want my own show, so yeah. I started uh, writing, just writing all the time, and um, I started writing just like, I had an acoustic guitar, and, you know, I had my piano skills, and I was, I, I didn't really, I wasn't really writing a lot of rock stuff, it was more just like acoustic pop stuff Mm -hmm. and uh, I was a very different person and I wasn't getting really like the feedback that I wanted from people I wasn't really getting the correct attention so I kind of snapped and like started wearing fishnets and like four inch heels (laughs) and like eyeliner and I like wanted I was like this is not this is not this music's not who I am I need to be something else so so I kind of I just evolved myself into this this person that I felt like was truly my rebel heart, you know, yeah, and um, and I kind of when I started when I started really going there and really singing like a a lot of the rock stuff. So getting into the rock scene was about really my like more rebellious heart and like the attitude and like it was just like my mentality, you know. That's like really what got me there more than the music mm-hmm. even, you know. It was like it was more about just the message that I wanted to put out into the world. So so uh, yeah. so yeah. So then. Uh, then I started going really crazy, and people were like, whoa, you're going completely psycho, and that's where the that psycho came from. So. <laughs> that's great. That's great. And now, was was that like a complete shock to your family coming out of classical and uh, musical theater when all of a sudden they turn around and you're wearing fishnets and you're just, you know, rocking, you know, you know the eyeliner and, you, you know, the dark mascaras and everything? <laughs> yeah, well, it, it was. I guess, you know, more so my mom and my dad. I mean, they both, like, you know, they were both, like, made in the 80s, you know, that kind of thing. They... They lived that whole 80s lifestyle, so they, like, I don't know. I guess they weren't too surprised. It was surprising, though. It was, I mean, like, for me to go from a very, like, strict theater background. And then, you know, they they used to have to come to all my theater shows and everything. And, like, you know. And so, actually, they were kind of relieved when I, I think, when I actually got out of that scene and I, like, you know, I started doing the rock stuff, so they didn't have to really go to the theater shows anymore. <laughs> I think I think some of those shows really killed them. Like, <laughs> but, but yeah. Uh, do they come to your shows now? And how does that go? <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I mean, they've been to so many shows by this point that it's like, you know, it's just it's just a regular thing that I do. They don't come to every single show, but yeah, they do yeah. come to the the bigger shows here and there. So. Great, that's awesome. Um, you know, I've spoken to you, I've spoken to Greg, I've spoken to Gino, and, uh, you know, 
pretty much everybody else in the band uh, over Twitter for uh, quite some time now. You guys seem to be um, just one of those bands that really adore your fans. Um, you guys are just so outgoing on Twitter. You talk to everybody. You follow them back. When you were forming uh, the band, was that something that you and Greg planned on to be just one of those bands that just really wanted to give back to the fans all the time? Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it was, it's a really like, it's a really humbling thing because you kind of start from nothing and then, and then you get that one fan, you get that one person that's like, that really goes crazy over you and you're like, wow, you know, well, I'm going to, I'm going to really give back. And then one mm-hmm. fan turns into five and the five turns into ten and you're like, oh my God. So it's a very humbling thing. And yeah, I mean, I guess we didn't really plan on it from the start, but I think it's just kind of in our nature. So Yeah. That's great. You know, and uh, talking about getting big, you have two uh, shows coming up. One's right around the corner from Jeff and I, actually, in Sellersville, uh, Pennsylvania, on March 13th at the Sellersville Theater. And you're open yeah. for John Five, who is just absolutely amazing. If nobody knows who John Five is, uh, he's Rob Zombie's guitarist. How did that come about, and how insanely psyched are you guys to be playing with John Five that night? Uh, we actually we played with John Five once before uh, at okay. University Theater in New York. So mm-hmm. uh, his show was. So it's phenomenal. It's you know, it's a lovely time. Um, but yeah, that that show uh, came about. We're working with a booking uh, agency called Strong Arm Entertainment, and uh, it was actually funny. We played a show at the Revolution Bar. Was it? Yeah, it was Revolution Bar up in uh, Long Island, and um, there was he, the booking agent from the company, Matt Ferrara. He was uh, in the audience, and it was a very, like, sparse audience, but he saw our show, and he was just absolutely blown away, and then started booking all these shows for us, so uh, that's how we ended up uh, booking that show, so. That's great, that's great, yeah, when we saw that it was going to be around the corner from us, we were like, oh, wow, look at that, we got to go, we got to go, so does <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, we'll of course. Awesome, awesome, And also, um, on on March 25th, um, you know, I'm from New York City, so you're playing on my old stopping grounds at the Highland Ballroom. Um, Who are some of the bands that you guys are playing with on the bill that night? Um, We're playing with the band Max Sabbath. That's who we're opening for. Um, And I think there's another opening band. I think they're called U.S. Americans. I saw that just today. So it should be a good night. Yeah, that'll definitely be a good night. So uh, to our listeners here, March 13th, Selvesville Theater in Selvesville, Pennsylvania. March 25th at the Highline Ballroom in New York City. You got to check them out. Um, we watched the video for Shock Me today. Uh, it's incredible video. Uh, we truly enjoyed it here. Uh, what was it like to make that video for you guys? Because it's 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 a pretty cool and singing video. <laughs> Thank you. Well, the entire Stay Wild experience was absolutely incredible um we had the wonderful opportunity to work at the manhattan center we we're actually we're artists at the manhattan center um which if if you know the hammerstein ballroom it's that entire building so we're artists with manhattan center productions their company and so uh we recorded the entire record in one of their studios called the log cabin studios there uh, it was a wonderful experience recording the record there because we wrote everything in studio. We recorded everything live. It was like, it was like old school, like the old school way to make a record. It was like one of the best experiences. Um, so then, uh, when it was time to record the video, they uh, Manhattan Center Productions really they pulled together such a great crew for us, and we filmed in the building, uh, all over the building. So we had the entire building basically at our disposal to use. 
So we recorded, like, the live shots were all done on the Hammerstein Ballroom stage. Mm -hmm. Uh, We did some stuff on the Grand Ballroom stage. And we did stuff, like, in all of, like, the kind of dark hallways and, like, creepy corners of the building, which was really cool. It was, like, it was really, um, it was really, really such a fantastic process, so. Mm. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's an incredible video. So, so what's next for uh, you? You know, you and a band. Is, it, is there a new album coming? You know, are you in the middle of doing something? What you know? What projects are coming up for you guys? Well, uh, we are. Uh, I mean, we're writing a sh- shit ton of songs right now. Like, you can say like, it. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I, I was. I was, I was like, is this internet radio? Okay. Yeah, you're good um, to go. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cool. Uh, we're writing. Yeah, we're about like. 20 songs deep into a new record right now. I mean, we're not going to obviously release 20 songs, but, um, yeah, we're, I, we've been in the in a serious, serious creative zone right now. So um, it's we've been, you know, the shows haven't, normally we play like a, we play a lot of shows and, um, you know, we're kind of like always, always posting stuff online. Like we're always kind of like around, but we kind of, at least I've been, very kind of off the map recently just because of like the creative zone that we've been in and kind of like the serious creative space my brain's in so it's kind of good to just like fall off the map for a second and go there for real you know yeah yeah well we're definitely looking forward to that um not many people remember this i do because i'm a new yorker and i'm a huge new york knicks fan and it's funny because i saw this on youtube i know you know where i'm going with this you know where i'm going with this and and a and the funny part is, I remember seeing this happen years ago, and this is before your rock phase. Yeah, I remember seeing. As soon as I saw the video, I said, "Oh my God, I remember this." So I'm not sure if I was at that game because I used to work in sports media and I used to go to a lot of games. So I wasn't sure if I was there or if I saw it somehow on TV. But you sang at Madison Square Garden in front of thousands of fans <laughs> yeah. before your rock. You did a little cover of Love Song. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. How was did. that? See, that's awesome. How was that's that? So awesome that you bring that up. Oh my god. Uh, yep. Okay. I remembered so. it. It was it was so funny that when I when when I went to go watch Shock Me, it just happened to be a little blurb in the corner, and it said, you know, Jessica singing love song for the New York Knicks fans at Madison Square Garden. So I said, what? And I clicked it, and of course it's you, but it's a young you. Yeah. And I remembered. I remembered it. <laughs> that's amazing. That of all the interviews I think I've ever done, that's the most amazing thing I've ever heard. That's amazing. Um, yeah. So I was like, you know, little me. This was this was like acoustic jazz time. You know, it was like I was just I was like freshman in high school. Uh, I landed this audition to do this like New York Knicks kids talent search thing. Mm-hmm. So I go to the audition. And there's like a million kids there, or whatever. And and I went in with my piano and I sang. I think a song that I had written at the time. And they chose me to to sing center court at the Knicks game. And so here I am. I'm, like, telling all my friends, like, freshman in high school, like, guys, I'm I'm singing at the Garden. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> garden? <laughs> so, so, yeah, so I, did, I remember, like, I practiced so much, like, so much. I mean, I had to, like, cut down the song. It was, like, I don't know, it was, like, maybe a... 40 second feature or something or like yeah. minute feature or whatever it was but I pract- I was practicing like five hours a day like serious just six hours a day whatever like just on the piano part and making sure like it had it down perfectly and 
So yeah, that was a very big moment, you know. And that there's there's been like there's been a lot of moments like that in my life where like I uh, just these these things pop up and you're like, wow, you know, like, and that was just one of those moments that it was like, like wow, like I'm you know I'm like 14 and I'm like here I am at the garden. So mm-hmm. now it's been like now it's been like the journey almost back to the garden and. A new way, but yeah, yeah. No, that's, <laughs> that's really that's amazing phenomenal. that you bring that up. Yeah, I mean that's phenomenal. You played the mecca, you know. Not only have you played the mecca, but you were on MTV as well on Copycats. So that's, <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I well, that was also a thing. I was like, I, you know, I, I have goals that I envision, and one of the things that I really had wanted to do was just was be on national television, and yeah. Um, it was the first time I headed out to L.A. on my own. You know, I was also, like, younger. It's like, eight, maybe 18, 19 or whatever. So I just headed out to L.A. and I did my TV thing. And that was also a really, really cool experience. So mm-hmm. That's that's amazing. But like I said, when, when I saw you at the Knicks game, I, I it really just hit me in the, in the head. And I remember that so vividly. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I have to bring that up. Somewhere talking to her at the end, I have to bring it up. And I'm... I'm glad you, you, you find it funny and you're not saying, I don't want to talk about it. So. <laughs> oh, no, that's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. Yeah, wow. I can't believe you remember that. Wow. Yeah. yeah and, like, I, I, still, I still have a clear memory of, like, all the backstage at the garden and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. I just went to see Sabbath at the garden um, yeah. a couple of nights ago, and that was the first time I had been to the garden since that day. So I was like, whoa, it's like a weird, it's a weird thing, but... That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah. Many years later, and you're back a completely different person. So that's that's pretty cool. So I, I like that. That's really good. Um, before I let you go, um, Twitter last week, I put it up there. We had the rock band on with us, Adrenaline, really popular band. They just came off of Rover Fest um, with, uh, unfortunately, uh, rest in peace to Scott Weiland, Andrew WK, Seven Dust, mm-hmm. and I said it to Adrenaline. I'm going to say it to you. I think you guys complement each other so well music wise. You guys got to get together and go on a tour. Oh yeah, I thought you did post that. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I cool. did. I'm, I'm going to keep posting until it, it happens because I think that would be probably <laughs> one of the kick-ass tours if it ever happened. So. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. We got to get that in the works. <laughs> yeah, badass. That'd be crazy. Imagine if that right. got together, then it'd be all it'd be all you. Hey, I'm all for that. So. Um, Jessica, thank you so, so much uh, for joining us. We're going to play your single um, right now. Um, once again, March 13th at the Sellersville Theater in Sellersville, uh, Pennsylvania. You're opening for John 5, and then on March 25th in New York City at the Highland Ballroom. Jessica, thank you for joining us. we got to get you back on real soon. For sure. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Take care. Thank you. Okay, bye. And that was Jessica from the rock band Psyka. And what we're going to do right now is we're going to play their their semi-new single. It's called Shock Me. So we're going to play it right now. Jeff, you're not allowed to drum along to it. No drumming. No drumming today. <laughs> Here we go. Shock Me by Psyka.
ago that shocked me by yeah. Psycho. How kick ass, man. Seriously, Jess has just a wonderful voice. Wonderful voice, man. Great, great guitarist, Gino, man. The band, un- unbelievable band. You really got to go see them. If you're in the Pennsylvania area on March 13th, like I said, Sellersville Theater in Sellersville, Pennsylvania. They're going to be opening for John Fye, Rob Zobby's guitarist, and that's going to be such a kick-ass show, man. We, we, we're going to try to be there, Jeff and I, but it doesn't look like we can make it, unfortunately. And then on March 25th, uh, they're going to be playing at the Highline Ballroom in New York City. So if you have the chance to catch Zyga, go see them. Seriously. What a great band, man. What a great song. Shock me. Unbelievable. Great song. She's a, she's, she's a great interview. Yeah. She really is. Great interview. Oh, great person. Yeah. Um and Jess, if you're still listening, I loved your performance at Madison Square Garden. Seriously, it, it, it's it's so cool <laughs> that I remember that because as soon as I saw the video and as I told Jessica, I it, it just it just blew my mind. I was like, oh my god, I remember watching this. I, I can't like I said, I can't remember if I was there uh, covering a, a game or uh, just even there watching the game um, because I you know as if nobody knew you know I worked in sports media and this used to be a heavily sports themed radio show here. Um, but, uh, yeah, it really blew my mind. So it was so cool that, you know, to see something like that full circle, somebody, you know, a, a 13, 14 year old kid singing love song at Madison square garden during a kid's talent show. And now pretty much, uh, you know, in an up and coming, one of the most popular bands going right now. So, uh, really cool stuff, man. It's, it's great. And like I said before, man, we got to push for that adrenaline psycho tour, man. We have to. I'm liking it. I'm down Presented already. Presented by the stoop. Presented by the stoop. Absolutely. Yes. And Jeff will be the shot woman. I mean the shot guy that night. So. Whatever. One for you, <laughs> one for me. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever works, man. We'll do it. We'll do it. Sure. So, man, what a great show. Uh, you know, want to thank Jessica for joining us tonight. Um, uh, it was just such a pure pleasure having her on with us. And uh, we got some really good guests coming up, Jeff. Um, we're going to start our Thursday night shows this Thursday, so twice a week. The Stoop, Jeff Perini and I will be coming at you. And I know, Jeff, you're excited about it. I know I'm excited about it. And lots of our listeners are really ecstatic about it, as we've uh, heard from comments, uh, feedback on Facebook, on Twitter, getting some emails about it. So that's going to be really good. Um, joining us this Thursday, March 3rd, is an up-and-coming country singer by the name of Madeline Victoria um, she's, she's got such a wonderful voice. She's such a wonderful woman. Um, it's going to be a, a, a real privilege to have her on with us and to, uh, play, uh, her newest single that's going right now. So check out Madeline Victoria on Google, on Facebook, on Twitter. She's on them all, uh, under the MTS management group. Really good stuff. And then on March 7th, Jeff, I know your fiance is happy about this. Nick Arcade's Phil Moore is going to be joining us, man. How, yeah. how cool is that going to be, man? We're going to talk some video games. And on that night, our top five list, we're just going to say it now, our top five favorite video games of all time. Whether it's from Atari, from Neo Geo, from Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Nintendo 64, Sega Genesis, Sega CD, whatever. PlayStation, PlayStation 2, Xbox, Xbox 360. We're going to name them. So everything's fair game for that one, Jeff. So get ready for that's that. You can start be, thinking about it now. That's going to be insane. It's it's going to be really good. And then uh, joining us on March uh, 10th is metal guitarist Xander Demo. So we're going to talk to him about his career, his guitar playing. We're going to play some tracks from Xander. And uh, he's got a thing going on with this uh, metal documentary we're going to be speaking about as well. So uh, don't miss that on March 10th. And we have even more guests to come. We're in talks with guests every day. 
and we hope to line you up nothing but the best here on the stoop. It could be music, it could be movies, it could be television, it could be an author, it could be an athlete, as we saw with our good friend Chucky Brown, who I want to wish a very, very happy birthday to today. So happy birthday to our good friend Chucky Brown. If we had a cake, we'd light those candles for you, Chuck. Happy birthday, Chuck. Big Chuck. So yeah, so that is, you know what a phenomenal show tonight, uh, Jeff. Uh, great top five list for us with our our, our front women in metal and rock. Uh, we had some really good choices, and then a phenomenal interview with Jessica from Psycho Man. Are you pumped for Thursday? Because I know I am. I can't wait. Can't wait to do it again. Uh, like I said, seven nights a week I can be here. I love it. <laughs> well, it, you might get there, man. It might happen. <laughs> Good stuff. All right, so and then, uh, what was that? The uh, the young the uh, young lady Thursday night. She's a she's a cute young lady. It's gonna be a good time. Yeah, she's she, she's very cute. Uh, the, her her music is phenomenal. It's gonna be good stuff, man. A little bit of country music here on the stoop on Thursday night, March third for our first Thursday show of 2016. Uh, so stay tuned for that. We'll be posting the links up for that on Facebook and on Twitter. You can hit us up on Twitter um, at the Stoop Radio One. Number one, of course, um, because we're, we're we're number one. So hit us up on Twitter yep. whenever you like. Send us a follow. So for the Shark, Jeff Perini, I'm Jonathan Raggis. We'll see you all Thursday night. Have a good one. Good night, everybody. <laughs>